We here at the Jet Set have been watching the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the desperate migration of Ukrainians to safer places in Europe. The violence in the region has made travel in the region dangerous and in some cases, unfortunately, deadly. For many Americans, the tragedy may seem remote, but it is closer than you think. With us is Washington Post columnist and consumer advocate Christopher Elliott to tell us more about how the invasion is affecting global travel. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, sure thing. Several airlines have either pulled out of routes in and near Russia and others have been banned from European and American airports. How is that affecting global travel both for people trying to leave the affected region and people traveling around Europe? Yeah, so as of right now, you had the European uh, and the US uh, aviation authorities and governments banning Russian planes from their airspace and then in retaliation you had the Russians banning uh, the Europeans and the Americans from their airspace. Uh, mainly, basically, it's just some planes had to be rerouted. You have uh, it's affecting some Asian routes, and then um, then mostly Aeroflot, which flies into a, a couple of U.S. cities. Other than that, not much at all. What we are seeing, though, is higher fuel prices. Uh, we may be seeing higher airfares as well, and so that could has the potential to affect a lot of uh, American travelers. And we were just talking about earlier the news that just came out, I think, last night or two uh, about Sabre even dropping their support for Aeroflot and S7 and Boeing and Airbus not not supporting the any technical issues that these airlines might have. So for pretty much what you're saying is, you know, if you're traveling on a Russian airline, you're going to find yourself in a little bit of a problem, but everyone else should pretty much be OK. I mean, if we have a, a European trip booked what should we be aware of? Should we cancel? No, I mean, my advice is don't freak out, at least not yet. The conflict is still uh, contained to Ukraine and some of the border areas there. And that's really far away from uh, where most uh, people go on vacation. The popular European destinations like Rome and Paris and, and, uh, and London are far, far away from uh, anything that's happening. What we have been seeing is some tour operators and some cruise lines changing their itineraries. I just spoke with someone a few minutes ago who said that her cruise was changed from a port of call in St. Petersburg to two days at sea. And they're doing that kind of quietly. They're, they don't want to upset anyone. So they're, they're not really making big announcements about that. We were, Christopher, we were just talking earlier about the ripple effect that this has, and I d didn't even think about cruises having to be rerouted. I mean, our producer Brad and I were, we did a tour on the Baltic Sea not too long ago, and we did stop in St. Petersburg, and mm -hmm. it was one of the most beautiful places I had ever been to. So speaking of cruises, like, what else should people keep in mind, you know? Well, you know, I was happy to see that a, uh, that a lot of the cruise lines were supporting their Ukrainian employees that are mm -hmm. on board the ship, trying to give them every amenity that's available to them to let them get mm -hmm. in touch with their family members. Then the same for, their, for, for all their Russian crew members as well. Mm -hmm. Trying to, just like you said, not create too much of a stir, but let mm -hmm. them know that the cruise line is there for them and they're doing the same for the passengers. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we are just emerging from a, this pandemic and <laughs> Nikki's been busting at her at the chops here, waiting to get out there and start traveling again. Mm -hmm. but. Leisure travel just started looking up for the summer of this year. How much of a setback do you think this is going to be for European travel as a whole? Uh, we don't know yet because we don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, mm -hmm. How crazy is Putin? What's, what country is he going to invade next? Hopefully he'll be contained here and the crisis will come to an end 
peacefully or relatively peacefully. I don't know how much more peacefully it can be that he did invade. But um, right now, though, I think that a lot of people are overreacting to say, oh, I've got a European vacation plan. I should not go. And that, I think, is the wrong reaction, because, again, most people stay in Western Europe. They don't go to Eastern Europe. Um, so what we, I think we just have to wait and see to, to see what's going to go on. Hey, Christopher, there's so much to talk to you about. Do you mind sticking with us through a commercial break and we can continue this conversation in just a minute? Okay. Perfect. We'll be right back with more of the Jet Set in just a moment. Hello and welcome back to the Jet Set where we're talking about far-reaching effects of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. With us is Washington Post columnist and consumer advocate Christopher Elliott who is helping us understand how the invasion is affecting global travel. So Christopher, how, how can we help the people of Ukraine? I think that Americans are doing uh, almost everything they can to help Ukraine short of a military intervention. I think that's really what the Ukrainians want right now is they want NATO to come to their aid. Unfortunately, uh, since they're not NATO members, it's very difficult because if they do, they'll get dragged into the crisis and it'll, it'll be a real big, big issue. And that will affect your vacation uh, this summer for certain. But, um, but definitely uh, donate to the charity of your, uh, of your uh, choosing if you can. Um, there are gonna be a lot of refugees coming across. If you can help them, that would be wonderful as well. Um, you know, one thing that I would say is there's a big debate going on right now on my newsletter, Elliot Confidential. And, you know, we have a discussion every Friday to just get, get kind of the pulse of what travelers are thinking. Mm -hmm. And right now we're having a really interesting debate about how far we should go with the sanctions. Should we cancel all of our trips that might, might be close to Russia? Should we not go to St. Petersburg um, on a cruise uh, or... Uh, and, and would that actually be punishing the wrong people? Are we punishing the Russians instead of punishing the Russian government? Or should there be these sh sanctions and should travelers absolutely refuse to go to Ukraine or to Russia this summer or ever again until this uh, conflict is resolved? And that, I would say, is an open question right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree. You were talking about those cruise lines that are having their schedules changed and now they're not calling on St. Petersburg and other ports. There is undoubtedly someone out there who was really looking forward to that trip. And at some point, you know, the question's going to arise because that port that they booked to go visit, now they're not going to visit. Are folks due some sort of a refund in that situation? Is there a credit that the cruise lines should be giving them back? Or is this one of those situations where folks should just, you know, roll with the punches as they happen? Yeah, your ticket contract, your cruise contract, uh, it outlines all the rights that you have as a passenger. And in that ticket contract, it says that your cruise line can change a port of call at any time, doesn't even have to tell you. Mm -hmm. What it doesn't say, and what we, can, we know, and I can tell you now, is that when a port of call is, is changed. So for example, this person that I was talking about who had her a port of call in St. Petersburg changed to two days at sea, she would be due a refund of those port fees and so you can talk to your travel agent or you can talk to the cruise line and ask for a, a port fees. They'll probably try to give you a cruise credit, you know, partial uh, cruise credit for right. that. But you should be able to get a full refund as in money back into your account. Not bad. So that, that yeah. is some good advice. I would never would have thought of the port fees. So many things to think about. Good thing we have Christopher here. I know. <laughs> Christopher, where can people go to follow you and learn more? 
Yes, uh, you can find my nonprofit consumer advocacy organization. It's Elliot Advocacy at Elliot.org. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-T dot O-R-G. I also have a newsletter called Elliot Confidential. That's just Elliot with two L's, two T's, confidential.com. Um, and you can read me in the Washington Post, USA Today. I have two nationally syndicated columns. And I'm on with you, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Christopher. Really, yes. this was a great conversation and a lot of really useful information. Yes, thank you so much, Christopher. Okay, sure thing. <laughs>